Welcome to the first ever Hyper Literature Podcast. I'm Mark, your host. I'm the creator and author of the blog hyperliterature.com. You can find me at www.hyperliterature.com. I hope you check it out. Hyper Literature Podcasts are standalone. You don't have to read the blog to understand them or, or enjoy them, but uh, I hope you will check it out. This first podcast is the audio version of a blog post I wrote way back in September of 2008. I'm a little bit of a political junkie, and I'd been following the election coverage. After hours and hours of watching CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, I'd started to go a little bit cross-eyed, and one thing kept popping up and bugging the hell out of me. Lots of uh, politicians kept using this term, small-town values, uh, as if the values of small towns were ideal simply because they'd come from small towns. Well, folks, I grew up in a small town, and some of our morals ain't exactly ideal. So I sat down at the computer, tried to set the record straight, and this blog post was born. Now, the reason I'm reading this older post is because the next few podcasts that Hyperliterature will present are subtitled Tales from the Golson Aquilo Metroplex, or Tales from the Gam. This is where I grew up, and I'll have several of my old friends as guests, and we'll tell stories from our childhood. Stories that, number one are totally and completely true. And stories that, number two, you absolutely won't believe because they are so ridiculous. So I thought it would be fitting to start the podcast with an overview of my hometown. So without further ado, this is podcast... Hang on just a second. Uh, So Tells from the Gam, the subtitle, one of the guests who will be on the show hates the title. Hates it. He thinks it should be Tells from the AGM, presumably because he grew up in Aquila, and I grew up in Golson, and he thinks we should be second. But since he's not controlling the podcast, nor is he controlling the the blog, it is Tales from the Gam. I like the initials rather than just the abbreviation. So, without further ado, this is podcast number one. Hyper Literature presents Tales from the Gam number one. Let me preface this audio post by saying that If you would like to maximize your enjoyment, you might want to play Leonard Skinner's Simple Kind of Man in the background while you listen to the rest of this audio post. Small Town Values There's been a lot of talk during the silly season of this election cycle about small town values, but no one really ever stops to define what the hell those values actually are. My guess is it's because the folks who extol those so-called values only ever stop in small towns to take a piss or give a stump speech. Regardless, they use the term in really nebulous general ways and it irritates the hell out of me. Fortunately for you, my fine listeners, I think I might be able to help define it. First, let me list my credentials for discussing small town values. I was born and raised in Golson, Texas. It's got a population of around 900. Golson encompasses an area 11.7 square miles northwest of Waco, Texas, and yeah, that's the very same Waco, Texas that the Branch Davidians made famous. 10% of the area of Golson is occupied by my family's farm. 11% of the population is well below the poverty line, but in reality, I'm guessing that figure is probably much higher because a lot of the really poor people simply don't file tax returns, and they would most likely shoot the census man if he showed up on their doorsteps. I lived in Golston until I was 26, so I think I'm pretty qualified to discuss small-town values. So what's it like in a small town like Golston? Well, I learned to drive while I was still in grammar school. That is not a joke. I could double-clutch and speed-shift a standard transmission before city kids ever dreamed of enrolling in driver's ed. 
Every once in a while, you'll see someone riding a horse right in the middle of the road. More often, you'll see some jackass kid on a four-wheeler running 60 miles an hour on a one-lane gravel road. It's also a pretty common sight to see a tractor slowly creeping along with a convoy of cars impatiently waiting to pass. There is no police department. If you have a problem, you have two options. One, call the sheriff and wait for an hour for a deputy to show up. Two, take care of the problem your damn self. The same pretty much goes for ambulances, although the EMS will usually show up in under an hour. We do have an extremely competent volunteer fire department, but a word of warning. Don't let your house catch on fire after 8 p.m. on a Friday or Saturday night. The guys will show up and put it out okay, but I won't guarantee that all of them will be sober. In fact, you'll probably have a few guys who sit around after the fire is out and finish their party in your yard because you so rudely interrupted them with your emergency. The scarcity of the police is one of the reasons that people in Golson will always be pro-gun, and truthfully, I can't say that I blame them. Another reason for the pro-gun stance are all the animals, skunks, armadillos, bobcats, feral dogs, snakes, crackles. There is no animal control to take care of these things. If any of these creatures becomes a pest, your best recourse is a 12-gauge pump shotgun. And before anyone sends me hate mail about shooting animals, try to imagine a skunk with a litter of babies that has burrowed under your house and is currently living there with the smell emanating up through the floorboards. A day or two of that, and I double guarantee you'll be standing outside in your underwear at midnight, blindly blasting under the porch, just praying for a direct hit. The other reason guns are so popular? My guess is a skewed view of violence in our society. Most of these folks get their news from the local affiliate newscast at 10, and as study after study has shown, those types of people are far more likely to overestimate the level of violence in our society. And despite the size of Golson, there is actually less of a feeling of community in Golson than there is in the cities that I've lived in. Sounds counterintuitive, doesn't it? Here's why. Neighbors in Golson are usually separated by a good deal of land. Growing up, our closest neighbor was about half a mile away. And as such, people in small towns are not used to dealing with other people in close proximity. Consequently, they don't have the same skill set of negotiation and compromise that city folk have evolved as survival techniques. I can't count the number of times I've heard someone say something to the, to the effect of, What do you mean the carpenter's boy drove his lamp pickup on our land? I see him do it again and I'm shooting the tires right off the truck. Currently, Golson has a very good school. Sadly, the same cannot be said for the school during my tenure. When I was younger, Golson only went up to grade 8. After 8th grade, a student either went to West ISD or Aquila ISD. And while Golson is now an exemplary elementary school, Aquila ISD is and was like its evil doppelganger. The quality of education at Aquila is awful. According to the 2000 census, only 74% of the population of Golson has a, has a high school diploma. And sadly, only 8.8% .8 of the population has a bachelor's degree or higher. Now, I know that 74% sounds, well, it sounds horrible, frankly. But at least most people have a high school diploma, right? Well, maybe. Of course, some of them could have gotten that high school diploma from Aquila, which might actually be slightly worse than not having one at all. Now, as any decently intelligent person will likely concede, formal education does not directly correlate into intelligence. 
And here's one of the reasons why I think small-town value voters are antagonistic towards Democrats and education. The people in these towns are not dumb, and the one thing they, one thing they certainly don't like is pity. And the second thing they most certainly do not like is someone who is condescending towards them. Now, if you set a small town's voter down and showed them why they are voting against their economic interests, I think most of them would get it. But they don't like politicians or pundits acting like they're dumb or pretending to take care of them. And I have a feeling that many of them vote against Democrats and against their interests purely out of spite. Secondly, and this is just purely speculative on my part, I think they also resent people who genuinely are more intelligent than they. Now again, these are not dumb people. Far from it. Many of them are highly intelligent. But since they've never really been intellectually challenged and pushed by an obvious intellectual superior, which is an experience that normally only occurs in an academic setting at the collegiate level, they mistakenly think that all intellectual superiors are making fun of them. Racism. I can't even describe how bad it is. This topic depresses me so much that I'm not even going to expand on it. Suffice to say that in Aquila, there is still a proud chapter of the KKK. This next thing may surprise a lot of people, but one of the small town values that few people ever mention is the value placed on drugs. Christ almighty, there are a lot of druggies in Golson. And I'm not really even counting pot. You've got meth, coke, crack, crank, huffers. I can't stress this enough. There are a shit ton of drugs in small towns. And people in small towns drink a whole lot. In fact, for high school kids, drinking and driving isn't that big of a deal. Sorry, Mom. It's not that big of a deal for the older folks either. Pretty much everyone I know will drive around on the back roads and drink. And why not? On many of the roads, you'll never pass a car. And if you get into a wreck, the only potential casualty will be a barbed wire fence or an oak tree, both of which will do more damage to the drunk driver than the other way around. Matter of fact, I'd say that most small town values voters drink and drive far more often than their big city counterparts. During the weekend in Golson, Texas, Drinking and driving is considered a viable form of entertainment. Small town religion. I'm going to try to tread lightly here because I have such a raw, unadulterated hatred for Bible-thumping hypocrites that every other word in this section will simply be rotten motherfuckers if I'm not careful. Religion in small towns equals the King James Version of the Bible. I'd also say that these people practice Christianity less than they practice Paulanity. They also have no sense of historicity of the Bible, and many people simply don't understand how Christianity has been influenced by other religions, and vice versa. Also, the folks the drunkest on Saturday night will most likely be the ones screaming about the sins of drinking and fornicating on Sunday morning. Speaking of fornicating... There's a lot of screwing going around in small towns. And the small town values folks, well, they start screwing at a really young age. Look, aside from drinking and screwing, there just isn't a lot to do. Alright, well, maybe fist fighting. So there's three things you can do if you're bored. 
So one thing I learned about living in Golson and living in big cities is that small town values people are just like people anywhere. There are a few winners, a whole lot of losers. So when you hear a politician say something about small town values, I hope that instead of a fucking Norman Rockwell painting, you think of a meth head dropout who has on more than one occasion punched someone in the face while in a gas station simply because he was bored. Because statistically, you're more likely to encounter the latter instead of the former when searching for small town values.